On today's show, a lot of heartburn over the proposed food tax increase. And the question, censure over impeachment. Representative Ben McAdams is on the censure train. Tune in Monday through Thursday, 9 to 11 for Dave and Dijanovic. The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. Yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. This is Innovation and Leadership, where we interview Navy SEALs, venture capitalists, pro athletes, best-selling authors, Hollywood filmmakers, really as many different kinds of high achievers as we can get to come on the show. Today's episode is going to be from our mini-series that we created with Corporate Alliance, asking top CEOs and executives and entrepreneurs who have had very large exits, specifically about their thoughts on leadership and people. Also, I want to talk to you about one of our show's sponsors. I met these guys back on episode six. CEO Zach Smith was telling me all about starting a skateboard company and how much he hated doing the bookkeeping uh, for a skateboard shop and how he really uh, got led to start this business, Bookly, that's a hybrid combining bookkeeping software and human services. And I'll tell you why I let him become a sponsor. It's because I use their service now. I don't love paying 50 bucks an hour for bookkeepers to do stuff that I know software could do way, way cheaper. But uh, I don't love bookkeeping at all. So I want a real live human who knows what they're talking about to help me with the stuff I don't understand. Uh, Probably the straw that broke the camel's back for me, though, the thing that put me over the top was that they could do my taxes and payroll also. Um, So totally suggest checking them out. Go to their website, bookly.co, and check out their flat rates. I've been super happy with them. So now on to today's episode. Dave, when we were ending off part one there, we were talking about the value of meeting with the right people and and kind of getting out of our own silo and getting new ideas to innovate our businesses. Um, Who's one of your heroes or or who's someone that you've got inspiration for as you've grown your organization so large? Um, Well, I think think one of those people uh, from Corporate Alliance specifically, um, what what we have, what one of the areas we have found great value with Corporate Alliance is their ability to connect us with some key people. And we had a change. We knew we had a change in a marketing leader coming up for us uh, several months ago. And so first person that I reached out to uh, was Jeff Rust with Corporate Alliance. And I just said, hey, we're looking to make a change here. We're going to move this from a, a director position to a, to a CMO position, chief marketing officer. Do you have any thoughts? And, uh, and so he gave me a couple of thoughts and, and we interviewed them and ultimately hired, uh, one of those that he sent us to a guy by the name of Jeff Wasden. And Jeff has, uh, um, when you talk about inspirational, uh, something very exciting for me, what I, what I love about what we have the opportunity to do is to surround ourselves with people that we feel like are smarter than us and, and I'm surrounded by a whole lot of them in my office right now. I'm, I'm looking out across my office as I'm talking with you. And I, uh, I see a whole lot of people that I feel like are smarter than me. And um, I think it's an important thing as a leader, number one, not to be challenged by somebody who is smarter than you and to embrace that. 
and and understand that's that is how we're able to grow and develop. But but Jeff, uh, it, when when we interviewed him, and I so appreciate Jeff Rust for for connecting us with him. But but he made a statement to me. Uh, he used to uh, run Coke in Central America, and uh, he was involved down in Costa Rica. And he said what what we developed over a period of time with Coca Cola was about five or six points that we knew if we put those five or six pieces into the puzzle before we rolled into a new market, we knew we would have a successful launch and we knew that we would scale well in that market. And when we made the decision to hire and bring him on, I said, now I want you to go develop that exact same thing for Costa Vida. That when we open in a new market, we know if we hit these five or six things, um, we will open well and we will scale well. And we're not completely there yet. Jeff's been with us just a few months now, but there's several elements of that that are in place. That uh, is very inspiring and fun for me when you can look and say um, uh, that, that we develop through, uh, through the information that we have and through data that we gain a, 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 a practice that we know when we institute or that we execute against that practice that we will be successful. That becomes really exciting. So that's an inspiring part of, 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 uh, of the business world for me. Yeah. You know, um, I'm thinking about something we were talking about in part one about how a lot of your staff, you know, they're high school or they're college age kids, and this is not necessarily a long-term career choice, right? Yeah. Yeah. But obviously for you folks at the top with the level of success you've had, you're probably not, you know, I'm guessing you're going to stick with, with what's going. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I think about um, leadership and how many times for us who are maybe running an organization, it's easy to project our values or our um, what we think should be important to people on others. And I'm interested in how you navigate that or what you train for your more senior people of how do you get dialed into these people who we need to work with them, but we can also recognize this may be, this may not be the rest of their life of, um, you know, you add on top of all that, uh, what we were talking about in episode one of sometimes, you know, customers aren't their best selves when they're buying thing in our buying things in our stores. Um, do you have any tips about how you guys do it or, or just principles that apply to, you know, how to make the hard right decision instead of the easy wrong decision? Yeah, I I, uh, I think that that's great. And um, I, I heard a saying one time that I think is really valuable, which is um, your mission and your vision is what is talked about in the halls, not necessarily what's written on the walls. I, I think a lot of organizations and a lot of companies will have a mission statement or they will have a vision statement up on, on the wall. But there is a disconnect between what they do in the day-to-day whirlwind of business and what is written on the wall. And, and I think when, when we talk about getting buy-in and we talk about real engagement with the team, you know, at, at our entry level in our restaurants, you know, we know 16, 17, 18, 19, 20-year-old young men, young women, uh, this may not be a career for them. Most of the people that we work with in our office, this, uh, this hopefully will be a career. We, we, we want to have these people with us for a long, long time. And, and again, I mean, we, a lot of the people I'm looking at right now are people that have been with us 10 years, 12 years, you know, 13 years. I mean, long time. And, and I think what helps to build that, and this has been a, a progressive learning experience for us, but, 
But really, when we make decisions and when we look to, as, as we're building our team, that we try to do that as much through that vision and as much through that mission, at that mission, which honestly, a lot of them helped create. I mean, this was a collaborative effort with our, our executive team. We spent, we went off site for about a week as we were developing and strategizing around who do we really want to be when we grow up and, and where do we really want to go and, and what is most important to us. Well, sometimes some of those things that are kind of lofty and grand when you talk about them become a little bit um, distance, distant when we think about, hey, I got to make payroll coming up on Friday. And does that cause us to make a different decision that is no longer in sync with who we say that we are or a value that we have listed up on a wall? And that that is where... Um, in my mind, that, that real leadership comes through is to be able to say, uh, no, we will put uh, those values first. We will put who, who we ultimately want to become first. And, and we're going to have to figure out payroll on Friday, and we're going to have to figure out some of these other tough things, but we're going to stay true to who we are. I think that that is where, where you begin to get tremendous buy-in and tremendous loyalty from teams when they see that, uh, wow, these things really are uh, ultimately most important, you know. I mean, we, we still, we're all in the same situation. We're all, you know, we're all fighting through, you know, more regulations and, and more challenging uh, business landscape and environment than, 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 than earlier in our careers, for sure. But, but, uh, but we continue to mold, uh, we continue to adapt, we continue to become better and better at what we do. And, and none of us uh, can get there without the, the, the brilliant creative minds of, of the people that we work with who, who really have the opportunity just to focus in some real distinct areas that, that honestly, we, we ourselves just are not able to drill down to such a, you know, to, to that kind of level because we got so many different things we're, we're working on. So what about um, those tough times when, when the temptation really is there to, to not be your best self? Do you have any just things you tell yourself or is there any, you know, what is, what's the Dave Rudder's tips and tricks for <laughs> when the temptation is really strong to not be your best self? Well, and, and there have been plenty of times where I haven't been my best self. And, and I think that that is... I think that that is one of those things that you look at and as you reassess your day. One of the things that I have done this, and I, like a lot of people, have probably gotten some of these things through Stephen Covey, but one of the things that I have developed for myself that I do uh, each morning that I read is my own personal mission statement. So in addition to what we do on the company level, I have a mission statement that I read. And, and um, I think that you that, – that you, develop tremendous strength because when you are in a leadership role there are ultimately things that you really don't have anybody else that, that you can turn to i mean you can definitely get coaching and you can definitely get counsel and 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 we have really built th this business has really been built with a whole lot of great team members but it's been my business partner and i and this uh this last uh july uh he left for three years on a mission uh for the lds church and so we kind of consolidated his role and my role, and, and now I have both of those roles. And so we still will talk some, and, and, um, but, but that, that kind of day-to-day 
ability to bounce ideas off uh, is is changed for me from from what it was. And so it's um, it's I, I love uh, the partnership model. I've been in partnerships in my life that have not been great, and I've had uh, this partnership that has been tremendous for me. Uh, my my partner Sean Collins and I have been business partners for gosh, coming up on, I guess, 20 years. And so it is a little bit different uh, to be in a situation now where I, I don't have that same ability to bounce things off, but it's been a, it's been a, a fun learning experience as well. And so I think that uh, when you do have that temptation, um, we all do have those temptations from time to time. And there's going to be times, like I said before, where we're not necessarily our best selves. And all we can do when we have that is to, is to, um, regroup at the end of the day and say, okay, I could have handled that better. And next time I'm presented with that, I will handle that better and I'll do better. And, and, and I'm, and I hope and feel that, that I'm a better leader today than, than I was a year ago and better then than I was two years before that. And that we continue to, to go and develop. And luckily our, you know, we work with great people who are patient with us as we, uh, as we work our way through some of those, uh, learning curves, you know, but, but I think it's important just as we have mission and vision and values in, in an office environment, we really need to define those um, individually for ourselves. And so we can, we can kind of reset ourselves and, and make sure that we do stay focused on not what matters at the moment, but really ultimately what matters most. You know, I feel like you said a number of interesting things, but one that I want to go back to is this idea of reading your individual mission statement daily. Um, you know, in our work, we're super interested in kind of self-programming and the value of meaningful repetitions and these kind of things in, in help people helping shape our own futures by the habits we build in ourselves. Um, can you talk about any, any more about the value of, you know, going through something like that on a daily basis, which, you know, obviously you know it by now, but it sounds like you keep reading it anyways. Yeah, I think that, I think that there are, you know, your, your point of self-programming, I, I think it's such a, a, an interesting point because for a lot of people, I think, you know, we, we graduate and leave high school and, and we stop reading books. You know, we stop developing our minds. We stop doing those things to help us grow. And, and we want uh, the world and those around us to conform to our way of thinking rather than learning um, that, no, I, I uh, what I've done to this point has gotten me to where I am. And if, if I want to get better than where I am, I need to change. I need to be humble and willing uh, enough to to change. And so I think um, for me, you know, my own personal way is, is you know, my first hour or so in the morning right after I get up is is my study time. And that's where, where I just, and, and normally nobody else is up in my house at that time. I'm an early riser. And, and I, so I just have a, a quiet environment where I really uh, have the opportunity to to learn and, and, and let my mind go a little bit and, and not be so busy. Sometimes in our, our day to day, we're, you know, running from one meeting to the next. And, and it's important that we have those times in our day where we can disconnect just for a minute and think and, and make sure that we're on track with our goals. Cause it's so easy to, to get twisted off course just a little bit because of things that are, are thrown at us. And, and so if we never have that time to to kind of regroup and reset ourselves and say, no, this is what's ultimately most important to me. Um, 
uh, if we don't take those times, I think it's easy to get off course. So I think it's tremendously important on a daily basis uh, uh, to continue to develop and expand our minds in, in mission statement as, we di as we've discussed, but also in, in reading and, and listening and learning and, and uh, you know, continuing to develop our mind and, and, and grow our abilities. Uh, I think that's great advice. Um, you know, shifting gears here again, I know we're getting, we're closing in on, on, uh, episode two being done pretty quick here. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts on growing a bigger business. You know, I think there's a lot of people who, you know, they, they have some idea, you know, for the guy who actually started the business themselves, right. They get into the single digit millions and they're, they're doing okay. But obviously, um, you know, where you've got the kind of expansion that's, you know, in the tens of millions of dollars here and, and bigger. Um, in your mind, what makes the difference? What's the difference between those folks that, you know, they can they can have a business that makes a good living versus, you know, building the kind of system that, that you guys have obviously grown into? You know, I think, Jess, honestly, it gets back to what we were talking about just a second ago. It's, uh, I heard it explained uh, one way, one time where where it's like putting a, a ring or a band onto a tree limb and, and it fits onto the tree limb and can slide on there just fine. But as that tree continues to grow and that limb becomes bigger, um, the tree sometimes will grow around or sometimes if it's left on there, it will always grow around that ring that's on there. And I think sometimes as leaders, we're like that ring on, on a tree limb. And if we don't, uh, if we don't continue to grow, we can actually become, the hindrance to that business growing bigger because it has to be our way or, or, you know, this is the way we've always done it. So this is the way that we continue to do it rather than to rely on maybe younger and in some cases, brighter minds, at least brighter in, in some areas that, that uh, allow things to, to grow to, to the next level. I mean, we see stuff like this happen all the time and, um, you know, as, as we maybe make a change in a, in a position in our business, somebody that fantastic person, very, very, um, integral part of as we grow, but kind of hit the point where they're kind of not willing to learn, you know, anymore. And, and, and they're not willing to, to continue to develop and grow. And so you kind of hit this stopping point of, you know, that was, that worked great when we had 20 stores it doesn't work anymore as we're closing in on a hundred stores. I mean, we can't do things the same way. And so we need to, to learn to think bigger and we need to think more broadly. And so I think that that's a, a big part of the difference between, you know, somebody who, who their business kind of hits a plateau and it kind of stays there versus somebody else who, who breaks through that plateau, because we're always going to have these kind of false ceilings. But as we break through those and we kind of hit to new levels, uh, um, that we're growing towards, it's 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 really just the battles that we fight and the six inches between our ears, you know, that that as we uh, as we continue to learn and grow and develop better ways to do things. And honestly, a lot of times to me, those things come in our really challenging, trying times. Let me give you just one quick example. You know, when we experienced the downturn that we experienced in 2007 and 2008 when uh, the economy was struggling. Um, we went from a time where we were having, where we had had several, many, many positive growth quarters, you know, with our business and, and all of a sudden that flattened 
and then we started to have negative growth. And, um, you know, I remember uh, I was on a hike one Saturday morning and I was talking to my business partner, Sean, and we were talking as I was coming down the mountain and we were exploring ideas. And, and I made the statement to him. I said, you know, you never love times like this when you're in them. Um, but looking back, I really, really value those times because it's, it's those times when we're really stretched and pressed that truthfully we become so much better. We went into that downturn needing to be at a certain level to, uh, to be able to be profitable in our restaurants. We came out of that downturn and had dropped that level by twenty or $25,000 that we needed to become profitable because we learned how to be much more efficient during that period of time out of necessity. We had to become much more efficient. And so it's this idea of saying, okay, sometimes those targets move on us and it's nothing that we did, but the economy moves a target on us. Wow, we better for darn sure be able to adapt and evolve or, or we kind of get run over. Yeah, it's a principle that's taught in the book, Who Moved, Who Moved the Cheese, you know? And, and uh, it's a great, quick, little, easy read but it teaches a fantastic principle of sometimes the cheese gets moved and we need to learn uh, how to adapt and change to be able to get to where that cheese uh, has gone. Uh, I love it. Um, kind of leads me to this. I think this would be our fi final question here and we'll, we'll end it with this, but you know, you're talking about that battle, the six inches between your ears um, and specifically like, you know, I felt like you were saying, you know, the humility sometimes to, listen to younger minds or, or brighter minds on some certain subject. Um, any, any advice of ways that you get yourself to do that? I think it's pretty easy for those of us who maybe had some bigger success in life to, um, feel like we know how to do things. Um, so any, any tips about how to, uh, conquer yourself, how to, how to rein in your own ego, how to recognize when it's, time to lead versus when it's time to shut up and listen? <laughs> well, I, I think that, um, I think it's, it's a mixture of a lot of things really. I, I do consider, you know, study and learning to be a key part of that as well, because for me, the more that I study and learn, the more I realize there's so much that I don't know when you're young and, and, and you think, you know, everything. And I think the older you get, the more you realize, wow, there's, there's so much that I don't learn. And, you use the, the word ego. I, I think that ego is can be in a business environment so damaging because it's it's uh it's um we've all been in environments before where where you have one leader and you have you know a thousand followers you know uh, following after just kind of doing what that leader says and and I think what I I learned because there's probably been times that maybe I was a little that bit that way, or my partner was a little bit that way. And we led our organization somewhat that way. And you, you realize that, you know, you, you can buy somebody's back. Um, but it's a whole different thing to buy their heart and, and buying their back will get you a certain extent. And if, if ultimately the goal for all of us is we want to build something that is really cool and really special, um, it's going to take a whole lot more than just what is happening in my mind or what's happening in my partner and I's minds together. We've always kind of operated on this philosophy that, that two heads are better than one and 10 are for sure better than two. And, um, you know, I think that there's sometimes that you can take it to a, an extreme because a, a leader does have to lead. 
And so I, I think you sit around a, a table and you talk through some of these key issues and then you come out of there with, with the plan and this is what we're going to do. And that's the leader's decision to ultimately make. And then it's it's everybody else that's around that, that table's um, responsibility to say, okay, this is what we do. And as we come out of this room, we might have fought tooth and nail about it behind closed doors. But as we come out of this room, people know that that executive team or that team that we're working with, we stay together and we work together. And this wasn't, this, this isn't somebody's idea as we walk out of there. No, this is the decision of the team. And so I, I just think that that is, is something that has, that we have continually learned and become stronger with is, is this, this idea and the knowledge that we are much stronger as a team than we ever are um, individually. Uh, there's just people are blessed with different gifts and different abilities. And, and as leaders, we have some of those, but we definitely don't have the full complement. And there's other people in your organization that given the chance to actually be creative and to think on their own can amaze you uh, with, uh, with, with what they're able to um, accomplish and do. That's great. Well, listen, we appreciate you spending so much time here with us today on the show. Well, thank you so much. It's been fun talking with you, Jess. Great. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll end it there. Well, that's it for the episode. One other thing I wanted to tell you about, if you remember the guys from Convoy uh, in episodes back, Ken Free and Trent Mano, I went on one of their CEO trips to New York, and I met a guy named Brent Thompson, very successful entrepreneur. He was former CEO of Jive Communications, big uh, company now, I think three or $400 million. Anyways, he uh, he started a new company called BlipBillboards.com. I'm super stoked they're a sponsor now. But I, I remember a year and some ago when I met him, I thought it was genius. Instead of having to buy six months or a year's worth of billboard um, for thousands of dollars, you can buy eight seconds at a time for like 10 or 20 cents. You pick what billboard you want it on, what time of day you want it to run. And it just puts so much power in the hands of, of marketers and CEOs who want to try something and see if it works. You can buy as many or as few as you want, change it as many times as you want. Uh, I think now our podcast is being advertised on billboards in like 18 different states because we have these guys as sponsors. We're pretty excited about it. Hope you check out blipbillboards.com. Thanks. Hi, welcome to the Subway ad for $2.99 subs. How would you like it? Uh, I'll take Drill Sergeant, please. You got it. All right, now listen up. I want each and every one of you to drop and give me a six-inch meatball marinara, cold-cut combo, veggie delight, or black forest ham on your choice of bread with any veggies you want for just $2.99 each. Oh, yes, sir! Subway! Make it what you want at participating restaurants. Additional charge for extras plus applicable tax. No additional discounts or coupons may be applied.